No, no it's okay. Don't. Yeah, I had started recording and then you were like, this place, this place. And so I stopped the recording. Like, I'm recording no, again, no. though. Just to warn you, the pre-show banter is now official. Got you. Anyway, as I was saying, apparently if companies cut jobs, it creates capital for the company that they then really? redistributed to, yeah, that, that, to their the workers. does not add up on that. You mean uh, like like WWE cutting a bunch of talent and then paying their prime stars two, three, four million dollar deals? That's something like what I was getting at there. I uh, get it. I was, get it. was where I was referring. It was – unfortunately – uh, the O'Dowd household is not part of the WWE family, and therefore mm-hmm. Patrick O'Dowd was told he had to keep his job. Yes, yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I, I'm not living the high life. I'm still in the basement studio. Behind Christopher Daniels, there is a basement studio that you all can't see. We have seen it in the past. I, I've slept yeah. in it, but yeah. That's it's, true. Uh, it's, Wait, on Christopher Daniels? That was oh, a different I mean, situation. There was a McDonald's in New Jersey, and Patrick O'Dowd could have slept on Christopher Daniels, but chose not to. Actually, he did sleep on Christopher Daniels, just in a different way. I didn't, and actually spoke to the man. So, yeah. I spoke to him on this show. You did, twice at least. I didn't speak to him at that McDonald's. I should try. I should try to get him again. He probably can't do it. He, pro- I'm probably on a no fly zone list for AEW anyway with my tweeting. So, who the hell knows? I was you're very. Say, you're on the radar. Yeah, I'm on everybody's radar. We all know I, this. I, I don't know. I was sitting there, and for for as much as things change, they just say the same as the AEW awards are coming. So what, they're doing the slammies now? Is that what's happening? Yeah. Oh, hey, yo. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. It's Pastoral Down. You straight punk bitch! I mean, you're just gonna replace me. Shut up! Rhythm Morales, the biggest slut in the Western Hemisphere! Why do I have to have a buzzer? You are now and will forever be an asshole. Because it's my show. And I love you, Greg. You guys know how to party. You're welcome. Greg DeMarco Show. My name is Greg DeMarco. He is Patrick O'Dowd. She is Miranda Morales. We're here as part of the Chair Shot Radio Network, a banner month of February for the Chair Shot Radio Network. By by, I can't even go into the exact numbers, but way larger month than we have ever had. And while this show had absolutely nothing to do with it, because I don't think we published a single show in the month of February. Actually, we published one. No, I think it was one. I think the only thing we did was the shit show. We recorded two more. That are sitting in the vault. Oh. 
and 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 Greg had some some his son had some some soccer stuff with some some playoffs and they like to put playoff games on Tuesdays and Saturdays so that happened um then Greg was sick last week and and that that put a monkey wrench into things like 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 real sick too well, well it was weird I had a cold I think I had no voice and I was really really tired and I think it would have been fine Save for the fact that I posted this on Facebook. This is the first time I've been sick since being on leukemia medication. And I have a feeling that's why I was just so run down and tired as part of the sickness. I was going to bed at 8 o'clock every night, which you both know, um, especially Miranda. I usually am up way too late. And so to flip it around and be going to bed at 8 o'clock at night, that's just kind of crazy. So, yes, banner month. Props to everybody here at the Chair Shot Radio Network. Huge numbers. Um, we, we, we oftentimes, especially PC Tony and I question some of the reporting that takes place on podcast numbers. I, I think it's really hard for them to truly know We had this tremendous spike at the end of the month. And I do think it's some catch up of other lessons throughout the month. So maybe it's closer to accurate. I don't know, but uh, another drizzly campaign coming up for us. So we're very excited about that. Lots of good stuff and, and super excited about that, but we are here it is Tuesday, March the 1st, when we're recording this, Wednesday, March 2nd, when you are listening to it, and, and I'm excited. We may or may not have a guest or two. I have people that want to come on the show with some time-sensitive things, but timelines are up in the air. So, um, And so what I've basically done is, is have some things that we can talk about that does not require any preparation for Patrick O'Dowd and Miranda Morales. And in fact, I'm going to go ahead and jump into one of them now, because if we do get one of the guests, we'll have to place a commercial and do all of that. So Patrick and Miranda, say hi to everybody, because I think I have to sneeze and I don't want to sneeze on air. Hi, everyone. What What's what's happening, people? What's up? This is This is like that time Greg asked me to just talk while he took a break back in the old days. We, we failed. I can talk about yeah. hockey though, because like, you can't talk about baseball. You could, but you just be yeah. dude. That's not happening though. Not in a good way. Yeah, that's for certain. But here's the thing: so, we are going to talk about profession. I, I didn't sneeze actually. I thought I was going to, but never did. Yeah, you because did when it comes thing. to wrestling, you faked, out. you faked us out. I did. I did. I'm sorry. When it comes to wrestling, the show must always go on, and and so that's why if you're doing a, a football podcast or a baseball podcast or whatever, you might run into some issues. But if you're doing a wrestling podcast. You're never going to have those issues. In fact, yeah. there's so much wrestling. Sometimes Players, people, wrestlers, unions, people, ha. people get overwhelmed, and and um, there's some rumbling about that that people don't really know about. Um, again, it comes up every once in a while, um, but there's always wrestling to talk about. So much so that wrestling podcasts will not talk about wrestling because they're just overwhelmed with the amount of wrestling there is. So we're going to talk about wrestling, and here's our first wrestling topic. Miranda Morales' all-time favorite professional wrestler, Stone Cold Steve Austin. And obviously, I'm playing that because he's in the news, because there is talk that old Stone Cold is going to make a comeback for WrestleMania 38 
in, of course, Dallas or right outside of Dallas in Arlington, Texas, to face good friend of the program, Kevin Owens. Two, two-time former Greg DeMarco Show guest, Kevin Owens. Pre-Universal Championship WWE NXT run, Kevin Owens. Uh, Ring of Honor World Champion, though, when he was on the show. So that's exciting. Um, but Patrick O'Dowd has long opined that retired wrestlers should just stay retired. And in, in most situations, I don't think he would argue that for, say, an edge or something like that. But uh, when, when they're old and broken down, he thinks they should just go ahead and stay where they are and continue to contribute to the business in the ways that they are. So, Patrick O'Dowd, we'll start with you. Do you think this let, – let, let's, let's take a twist on what we normally do. Should this happen and will this happen? Happen? Uh, I mean, I got to stick to my guns in the fact that – I. I don't think it should happen from an Austin's health perspective, which is really health and legacy, right? Like when somebody is, is broken down and, and hurt and has had sort of the history and issues that any wrestler in their 50s pushing 60s, how old is Austin at this point? I don't even know. He's in his 50s. I know that. Yeah, I was like, I don't think he, I don't think he did sixty yet or anything crazy like that. But, um, but it's it's my Shane McMahon argument. Like, I don't want to see you nearly die. Like, fifty-seven I don't by see the way. You, fifty-seven. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't like it, it. And for me, it's like I don't feel good. Um, watching somebody like this is when Sting. Like and I and I know all you AEW people love Sting. I hate watching Sting. I hate watching Sting, um, and I think they actually use him as best they can in AEW. Um, but it, to me, it's tough to watch. Five years uh, older. Word, Sting is five years older right. than Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's right. sixty-two. Yeah, oh and so so for me, I, I got to stick with no. I don't think it should happen. I do think of all the people that you could put it, put him against. And I I'm feeling pretty strong that, I don't know. I, it's hard for me to say it will happen, but there's enough smoke to argue that it will happen. Kevin Owens is one of the guys I would put him against because Owens is going to protect him. Right. Um, Owens is going to be a really safe worker for him and tell a great story because he's talented and you won't need like, it'll, it'll be all for the promos anyway. You just want the two of them talking to each other. Like that's what you're right. going for. The match can be trash. So should it happen? I don't think it should, but will it happen? I'll say, I'll say yes. Cause you always like a definitive answer. I'll say yes. Oh, yes. I was going to ask you if you didn't give one. So yeah, you, you, you're, you're, yeah. you're right. I know that. you, I understand. Billy Gunn, by the way, 58 undertaker, 57. I always love to bust out the Billy Gunn argument. Cause some people are just ageless. Right. But Ron Killings. Like, yeah. why don't we talk about That's Ron? That's true. Yeah. He's true. not like, aged at all. That dude, like, I don't, I don't understand how his condition is. He's 50 on is. the dot. He, he's 50 on the dot. So he's but eight still, years younger than somebody. And the thing about Ron is, especially now there's no house shows, he never works. Right. Yeah. I mean, he works as much as Titus O'Neill, maybe a little bit more. Like, it's it's just but he but he's over and and it works so yeah I don't I don't know Titus O'Neil by the way forty four years old so Miranda favorite wrestler of all time we've talked about this on multiple programs yes 
Stone Cold Steve Austin could come back for a WrestleMania appearance in Texas. Should he and will he? Should he? I'm going to say yes. And 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 there's more to this other than he's being my my favorite wrestler. To Patrick's point, if the theories and news out there is is leading to a match with Kevin Owens, uh, I agree with Patrick's point that one of the best people and safest people he could work with is Kevin Owens. And so it feels like with the time that he's had away from the ring. Again, I'm not a medical expert, so I don't know what his medical situation is, but over the past few years, we've seen people who have uh, come back to wrestling after going through pretty big medical issues that have put them away from professional wrestling. And so maybe, just maybe, Stone Cold is in that camp where uh, medically he is in a place where he could have a one-off match and it doesn't have to be necessarily a masterpiece because the allure is more to have him back in a ring um again someone too that he could have really great chemistry with too where it's about the 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 back and forth it's about the energy in the ring and less about the actual match itself but you could be with someone like kevin owens who could do the absolute best and still put a great match while also being safe and mindful of you know steve austin's any kind of health or medical concerns that could be about and you're thinking too about you know wwe needing to sell out a a stadium as many tickets as possible so it's obvious that they're going to pull out all the stops and to do that with bringing back stone cold in one more match could be what you need to pull. I guess too, some of those uh, fans who have been lost uh, in uh, or are not involved in the product for I don't know twenty years, and could bring them back to be wow. I'd love to see Stone Cold in the ring one more time. So I feel like will they? Yes, I'm go. You know that I think that my answer is kind of drawing to that. But should he? Yes. Why? Why not? To also have that finality. As well, I mean, granted, he knew that what his last match was going to be his last match, but the fans really didn't know. Uh, and again, with how things have have changed with modern medicine and just, you know, lots of different factors involved. Again, I'm not going to speculate anything on his health and whether that has anything to do with this decision or not. But we've seen people that we haven't thought would be back in a wrestling ring, be back in a wrestling ring. And I think he kind of fits some of that criteria. Um, and why not do it against someone that man, would that be a program, but also would be something really enjoyable. And dare I say almost easy. And I, and I don't mean like, it's not going to be forced. It's going to be something that he could jump into and out of and, one, and I don't, can't really think of right now, honestly, anyone better, both in the ring and on the mic than Kevin Owens. You know, outside of the whole Texas thing, I don't know that WWE has really done much to tell us that Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to wrestle. Um, my, my could or my, my should or my will. Should he? I'm going to say yes. I think he should. I think if he's physically able to, he should. And, and my answer to that question has changed drastically ever since Edge came back. Like That's the one that did it for me. Daniel Bryan kind of, but but he was still in spotlight the whole time. And and we knew about it before it happened, whereas Edge randomly returns at a Royal Rumble and turns the world upside down. 
and and then the next year he's main eventing WrestleMania. I for for Stone Cold Steve Austin, if he can, and I'm going with the assumption that he can, then I think he should. Will he? I'm actually going to say no. My gut instinct is that he's not wrestling at WrestleMania. My gut instinct is that we're getting wrestling newsed with this one, that they're taking the whole Texas thing and they're turning it into wrestling news. I think he appears. I think this whole thing is leading to Kevin Owens coming out some point in night two, maybe both nights, running down the state of Texas. And I think we're going to see Shawn Michaels, JBL, Booker T, and eventually Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like, I think we're going to get all the Texans, the, the major ones, and maybe the Undertaker. He is going into the Hall of Fame coming out and just beating the crap out of Kevin Owens. Like, that's what I think is going to happen. Maybe spread out over the two nights. Maybe Taker's one night and Austin's the other. Who knows? But kind of remember Bailey last year. So I don't know that it's going to be a match. But then, you know, the the business side of me is like, there's there's more there, there's money in advertising Stone Cold Steve Austin for WrestleMania, right? But there's more money in advertising a Stone Cold Steve Austin match, right. which is what gets me. There it was. There, there was this. There was the sneeze. There was the yes. sneeze. Yeah, that I, you can't. Yeah, you can't deny box office no matter. And that's the thing is, if they're gonna if they're gonna put him on the show at any point, you gotta announce it, right? Like you got, you mm-hmm. got to put it out there. You can't do the surprise Texan thing. I mean, they've done it. They didn't I mean, announce him at thirty. They didn't announce him at thirty-two. But true, and I guess, and I guess it's thirty. You kind of assumed. Yeah. Well, and thirty was also like if you if you're an odd in the fives. Yeah. Or an, yeah. Uh, even in the fives sort of person, you kind of look for that. Thirty-two. Yeah. Like, not didn't didn't see that one at all. But. um I think I think that this is a is a case where if you're going to announce him, it would be, or if you're going to have him, I think it would be there'd be value in announcing him. I also like what you just said that when you were talking about the Texans, and I immediately went to, oh, we're going to do a finisher line on Kevin Owens. I actually like doing it over two nights because I I think splitting the Undertaker and Austin on two separate nights, yeah, right. just the Undertaker, like they should both have their own moment out of that deal. And imagine, and then, so you do the first night, right? And you don't get Austin. And everybody's like, well, geez, I thought we were getting Austin, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then night two, Kevin Owens comes back out and you get Shawn Michaels and you get, like, first night you get JBL, Booker T, and The Undertaker. Second night you get Shawn Michaels and Steve Austin. Like, that's how I would do it. But who knows? And, and yeah, I just, but that's just my gut instinct. But, but then, like I said, I feel like that's coming from the heart where my brain's telling me, you advertise a match. If you can get them at all, you advertise the match. There's not a whole yeah. lot of difference in a finisher line in a match at this point for Stone Cold Steve Austin. The WWE no, no, main no, event no. style, which he basically invented, is fight around the ring forever and then kick wham stunner. So he could do that. Yeah. He could probably do that even if he wasn't cleared. Um, it's, it's the Attitude Era version of Hulk must pose. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Hogan must pose, exactly. Steve, Steve, Steve must stunner. Steve must stunner. Oh. You know, and, and it's... Yeah. And catch beers. He gets to catch beers. Of course. And you know that yes, would happen yes, regardless. Yes, beers are very vital. And it would be a hell of a moment for Kevin Owens, too. Like, it all does make sense. And and I feel like this is one of the rare times where I'm going with my heart and not with my brain and saying that he doesn't wrestle. But it, will I be surprised if he does? Of course not. But uh, on the record books, I'm saying will he is, is no, but should he is yes, which I know is kind of backwards. So it's going to be interesting to see. But they're down. I mean, come on. They're setting up something. 
And we've still got like six weeks right. plus until WrestleMania. No, it still feels like forever away. Yeah. Like, because yeah. it is. Because it is. Um, we have no we have... March premium live event. So. Right. Well, actually, and, it's April and 2nd and 3rd, so it's only a month away. For some reason, I thought it was later in the month. Oh, now it does. Like... Well, because technically today is about a month away, but right. it does feel like it's been much further. Plus, well, because I think. I mean... Go ahead. Well, you've always, like, it's weird because we act like it's been forever away, but. But the, the gap between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania really hasn't changed that much uh, since since they started this whole sort of road to WrestleMania concept, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So what's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I guess from that from that angle, yeah, it just feels forever away. I'd I actually feel like their build to WrestleMania so far in terms of just like what they're wanting to put out there for people has actually made this feel longer because I actually want these matches to happen and get there. Like, like just even this past week, like AJ and edge and, and the flip right. of that, like I'm excited for that. I want to see that tomorrow. I have to wait a month before I get to see it. You have to wait a month, but then you're probably going to see it three more times afterwards because it's probably going to be just like True, Orton but- and, and edge. And I'm not it's complaining. It's still special the first time. Of course. Like, yeah, it's, absolutely. It's, you know, it's our first time, everyone. And it's probably going to be night two. Yeah, I'm excited about that. We're going to talk yeah. about the nights here in a minute. And but. AJ's going to lose, and it'll be fine. I don't know. I don't know about that. We'll see. I think he loses. I, yeah, huh. We'll get there. We, we got we got plenty of time to get there. Apparently, not as much time as I thought. I did want to follow up on what you were talking about, how we thought it's been forever. I think part of the reason why it feels long, longer is because, A, maybe because we didn't do this for a month. Um, but B elimination chamber was a Saudi event, which some people ignore. Um, and, and, and so it gets treated a little bit differently. And, and whereas normally we'd have fast lane and elimination chamber at, at different points. So it's almost like we went from two, two pay-per-views in the middle to one to none, depending on people's perspectives. And, sure. and so I think, which is funny because the argument is always, you don't need them. And now that we don't have one, people are like, what are we going to do? And, and it's, it's, it, you know, it I will say in laugh. fairness, yeah, you need, you do, you just, you still need like benchmarks. You, it's like you need the four turns on the oval for the race. Like mm-hmm. you, you need to yeah. make, you, you need to make those turns. And, you know, I don't want, I don't watch the Saudi events. I, you know, I, and we, we've gone over this for a long time. I still track the results because right. I do understand that. Now that we've moved past these like crown jewel greatest Royal Rumble things, they're incorporating these shows into oh, yeah. their direction. The last year's so crown jewel, they, they, yeah, they have been for right. a while. By the way, if you ever right. were willing to watch one match, go back and watch Edge and Seth Rollins Hell in a Cell because that was 
one of the best Hell in the Cell matches they've ever put on. So, um, yeah, but but it's yeah the 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 road to WrestleMania has been. I don't think people are giving enough credit, but again, it's social media that we base it off of, and that's just not a good descriptor. I mean, SmackDown was sold out; like they, they couldn't even give wrestlers talent tickets for family at SmackDown last Friday night because they sold so many tickets so fast before they could even do that, and and it was in Hershey, Pennsylvania, of, of all places. So it's sinking it's, ship. It's hot right now. Yeah, it's sinking ship. Exactly. It's going to be. Uh, Tony Khan's going to be taking AEW to the top soon. So, yeah, who knows? Well, this is the other thing is nothing against Claudio slash Cesaro or whatever. I'm sad he's gone, but they ain't going to miss him. We can talk about that, too. We can talk about that, too. Right. So let's do this. Haven't heard from anybody, so we're going to continue on with some topics. But um, if you are listening, and obviously you are, otherwise you wouldn't hear me say if you are listening, you can listen to this show a number of different ways on thechairshot.com where we do encourage you to always use your head and you can read articles and you can participate in a lot of great things over at thechairshot.com. We do stream on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Google Play, so many more. So go ahead and like, subscribe, leave us that five-star review. Tell a friend what we're talking about. Tell a friend about the shows and let, let's, you know, get another big month in here shortly as well as we continue to grow and, and grow the listenership, which we definitely do appreciate. Uh, Miranda, I know it's been a few weeks since you've had to do this, but Ooh. you have to do this. Yes, Greg. Uh, <clears throat> let me clear my throat. Uh, let me see if I remember how to do this. Hold on. Hold on. Let me think. Let me think. Greg. Why don't you go ahead and wind it up? It's time! Yes, it is indeed time for you to visit ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to pick up your very own chair shot t-shirt today and if you are visiting between march 3rd and march 7th you can use the discount code madness to get 20 percent off orders that are 150 dollars more of free shipping all of that that's a lot of money but still that's what the code says it's still plenty of things that you can get on ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. While you're there, why don't you see multiple t-shirts in support of TheChairShot.com, including multiple Always Use Your Head t-shirts, of course, the OG Chair Shot logo, and Chair Shot Worldwide. Baron Corbin sucks. I don't even know if that's true anymore, but that's not going to go out of style. Uh, because Oh, it's oh, true. It's, it's true. true. It's true. He has the hats, so it's still way so much stuff to to see. Now it would just be Uh, happy Corbin sucks. Happy Corbin sucks. That's going to be, we'll put it on the list. Uh, But that also includes the unofficial official t-shirt of Patrick O'Dowd's hashtag save tag team wrestling, the queen of soft style shirt, and everybody hates Greg. So when you go to poorwrestlingtees.com forward slash shot you can order any t-shirt in yes you guessed it soft style meaning you can get it uh in a very comfortable comfortable style and you can customize with different uh cuts and uh colors so you know lots of options to choose from t-shirts started at $19.99 and a few extra dollars to order any t-shirt in soft style so what are you waiting for? Make sure that you go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Don't forget, use the code MADNESS to get 20% off your order at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the uh, chair shot. That is ProWrestlingTees.com 
forward slash backslash. Forward. Forward slash. Forward slash. The chair shot. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. So Patrick O'Dowd brought up something that we can definitely talk about because one of my favorite wrestlers, one of a wrestler that we all love and and all have enjoyed at at different points and times in his career is gone. And that is Cesaro, Patrick O'Dowd messaging in the group and throwing me off. I'm sure my messaging threw other people off earlier, but Cesaro is no longer with WWE as contract quietly expired as wrestling news would have us know, which is just their excuse for we didn't know. Um, and now he's a free agent and can show up anywhere, anytime. And maybe he's hanging out playing video games with Johnny Gargano. Maybe he's showing up in AEW this Wednesday night. Who the hell knows, right? But he's gone. And and there's a lot of back and forth about was Cesaro wasted versus he had a tremendous career. He's, they dropped the ball versus he won't be missed. Patrick O'Dowd, you kind of alluded to this already, so I'll let you steer the ship just a little bit and what you think is the most important points regarding the end, as we know it for now, of Cesaro and WWE. Well, I like that you added the moniker or the, the phrase for now because you never know. Um, but I, I said it, you know, and I, I didn't mean to jump the gun on a topic. I mean, that's not like I, I have a list. You're, you're good. His his biggest moment was defeating Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. That's his peak moment. And I love the bar. I love the role that he played in the company. But, like, it's, it's an inconsequential departure to the WWE and probably the right departure for Cesaro slash if he goes back to Claudio, which I'm assuming he will or, or something along those lines. I would because he probably like I I could imagine he probably wants something a little bit more than what he was getting. Like he may have been happy. He may he may have wanted something different. He may just want a break. We don't know. But it's not a it's a it's going to be a a departure that's kind of missed, but not really missed because we'll miss him as fans of him. Uh, But the WWE will find another very talented solid worker mid card guy that can occasionally have an upper card match like and that's not a bad thing it's just where he was i mean as much as people are going to hate what i'm about to say they have baron corbin right Right. i mean seriously (laughs) like he fills the same exact spot is he as good in the ring no but it's wwe that doesn't matter as much he fulfills that portion of the roster. And and that's just where it is. Like, did he want more? It's weird because he's probably not going to go to another company and get more than what WWE was going to pay him. But he wanted more from WWE because he probably wanted to raise and he probably wasn't going to get one. And he saw the money that was flying around. And and who knows? And, and yeah, it just, I, I don't know. I, I'll get to my thoughts on that in a minute. But Miranda, Cesaro is gone. Amazingly talented in the ring. Somewhat limited on the microphone. There's been criticism about whether or not he connected. There's been arguments about whether or not he connected. But how are we feeling about Cesaro now? 
I, I mean, to again, to Patrick's point and to your point, for those who are either consistently watching or are professional wrestling fans, he will be missed. And he was such a great, you know, utility player, someone that you can throw in at, at, at any moment to have a reliable match. And I do think that that is such an asset to a company like WWE that, um, you know, has things changing and um, also is on a pathway of growing new stars that to have someone established like Cesaro to be there consistently and constantly and perform well to be put in these uh, situations with others. That's a, an incredible trait that he had. And I think but that was really the best utilization that the company had for him. And it was that peak of beating Seth Rollins at WrestleMania was really the peak that that really was almost the beginning of the end. Um, even with, I think he did have like a championship opportunity, but we all knew that he wasn't going to win it. Um, but, you know, he's always been that person where they needed a, a, you know, part of a good tag team. He could feel that you needed someone to, you know, for him to put over in, in a match. He could do that. And um, I think that having someone on your roster like that in the grand scheme of things will be missed. But when you come to a fan's perspective, especially like a fair weather fan or a casual fan, they're not really going to know or care. And I think that's, again, going back to more of the audience that WWE tries to cater to, you know, uh, in, and they would rather invest in big bang moments and people like a Brock Lesnar than I think in sometimes, you know, that longer story development um, or, you know, putting that investment into someone like Cesaro. I see Patrick's hands up. Yes, sir. Well, and this is just, to, to move on, is it weird that I, I, I don't know if weird is the right answer, but I would, I want him to go to like Impact or, um, or New Japan and not AEW because I, and it's not because I don't think he would do well in AEW by any stretch of the imagination, but that talent load is, is getting a bit much, even as they're starting to let people go. Oh, yeah. And the lost and yeah. the shuffle thing. And, I actually think there's a, a void in a place and, and yeah, it's not the same level of eyeballs, but I think there's a void in a place for him at impact. Yes. Uh, that, oh, yeah. that would make not just because they already sense. lost someone who's bald, but you know, right. But, but, um, I just think he does bring such a unique skill set for his look as you know, you talk about just a dude who is strong beyond his size and can do so much in the ring and has always been nothing but impressive. I think it would give him an opportunity to, to maybe speak and, and do a little bit more. We know from his work in the Indies that he, he, he has personality. Like I like the most money-making man persona, even if yeah. it was only going to go so far. Um, and then I think new Japan just, again, he works, he could work that style and, would he would fit in like he would just fit right in with wherever oh, yeah. they wanted to put him and he would be a huge deal. He would fit in great in New Japan. Impact Wrestling could be a good home for him. I don't know. I'm a, I'm, I guess he lives in Florida. I don't even know. I believe he does live in Florida. Um, right. I, I don't really know. He was with the company for 11 years with, with WWE. So mm -hmm. he, he definitely had a hell of a run there. And so financially, I'm sure he's, he's just fine. Uh, yeah, there's a myriad of places he could go. 
he did have the, the, the WrestleMania backlash main event that you were talking about, Miranda. And he had a 30 minute match with Roman Reigns. Like literally he, he w- was put over huge in that match. And of course he had the WrestleMania victory over Seth Rollins that I was at the edge of my seat watching because I was like, are they really going to let him win? And they did. The only, it's funny because there, there are all these complaints about Brock Lesnar coming back, right? Brock Lesnar this, Brock Lesnar that, stealing spots from people who deserve from this and that. I think one of the few people that I'm actually willing to buy an argument against Brock Lesnar for is Cesaro because Cesaro wasn't allowed to be paired with Paul Heyman because they only wanted Heyman with Brock Lesnar. And, and when, when Cesaro got paired with Heyman, that was his best shot. Like, like love it or not, that would have been the perfect, the way he builds up people is perfect for Cesaro. And, and Heyman would have made a star out of Cesaro had they wanted to go in that direction. But with the Lesnar thing on the horizon at the same time, it just wasn't, it wasn't a thing, right? Lesnar just beaten the streak and, and it just wasn't going to work. And, and they knew that, you know, Lesnar was going to come back for SummerSlam and yeah, it just wasn't going to be a thing. And so that's where we stood and no, you know, no, no push for Cesaro in that regard. So I don't, I don't know that Cesaro is as upset about his career as some of the fans are. Maybe he is. I don't know. I know he's hoping to get a platform to do his work. Uh, I think it could be good. I, New Japan would be great if it works out logistically with travel and, and whatnot. I also don't want him to go to AEW, although I might watch Dark at that point just because he'd be on it. But it'd just be Cesaro versus indie, indie guys all the time. Like that's all it would be over and over again. Right. That's all most of that stuff is. It's why their audience is, is capped out where it is for all their shows. It just is what it is. And, and so I don't know that I, that I want to see that because I don't think he, he'd get lost in the shuffle there too. Like it's just people want him to go there cause they could praise it cause it's AEW, but he wouldn't be in any better of a position. And I don't know that he would be making any more money given what AEW has been doing with, with contracts and talent. So yeah, I think he's had a hell of a run. I would, you know, with Ring of Honor coming back and, and running the events they're running, I think, you know, an Impact Wrestling New Japan Ring of Honor split could be great for Cesaro. Um, he is a free agent at this point because his contract expired. And if I were them, I mean, I'm sure they're trying like hell to get him on Supercard of Honor in 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 April. Like, I think that would be the perfect spot for Cesaro to work. Um and and that's kind of what I see moving forward. Question as we wrap up the Cesaro topic. Um, what's more likely? I have to put a percentage to it. Just which one is more likely? Cesaro goes to AEW or Cesaro goes back to WWE? Miranda, we'll let you answer that question first. Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. I... To, I would say probably he would go back to WWE first. You know, I don't think it's unheard of that they bring people back in or after the fact are able to negotiate something, especially since it was a contract expiring. Um, You know, that doesn't mean that they can't ever come back to a common place. And I just feel like his, you know, he's with the company for so long and has such a good understanding of them and vice versa that, you know, down the line, maybe one of them kind of changes their mind and maybe that's just it. That's all that really needs to happen. One person kind of has to bend a little bit or, or one entity has to bend a little bit in order for them to find common ground. So I'm leaning more that he comes back to WWE before he goes to AEW. Yeah, I could see that too. I really could see that being the 
being the possibility there is that, that he goes back to WWE. Patrick O'Dowd, what do you think? Where do you think he ends up? Uh, me too, though. I've got it a little closer to the middle. I'm more of a 55-45 in favor of the WWE return. I do think that there is a, there is a certain allure to go into AEW. It's like this is sounds like it's the popular thing to do, though, right? Like it does it does generate some. Even that, buzz. I think, is on the downswing, though. Yeah, right. Because now, because people are taking a critical eye, because everybody's doing it. We're so. closer to WWE being the cool place to go than we think. Right, uh, but it 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 does still generate uh, a new. It does kind of rejuvenate a little bit your name. Uh, at least in a circle that some people think matters. And so th- that's why I don't think it's beyond the realm of possibility. Um, you know, d- I don't want him to. I don't think it would be good for him at all. I think, like you said, it's him working in. Yeah. Yes. Great. You'd work, you'd work matches. Nobody would watch on shows that nobody see. So I just, yeah, but I, I do think it's cl- It's, it's a closer split than I would, than I'm comfortable admitting if i'm AEW and i'm trying to sign cesaro i'm creating a title for dark and elevation and i'm putting it on cesaro and i would probably draw more viewers to that like he he is good on social media we, he had his youtube channel the, the coffee with claudio or whatever the stuff that you used to love to watch <laughs> um God, if they're smart enough video. and i don't think they are they could leverage that it's it's you know tony's all about big big announcements big surprises and then on to the next big announcement and big surprise oh yeah i've got a world champion it's it's literally just what he does and cesaro would just be the next flavor of the month and then he'd be hanging out with jay lethal and and it's just you know because he can the wild card in all this that we haven't mentioned that i do think could influence where he goes is chris hero and Chris Hero works. I don't. I'm assuming he still works backstage for Ring of Honor. He worked backstage for Ring of Honor when things ended. I'm assuming he's going to at least still continue to help out and all of that. But and and the last picture I saw, I mean, Chris Hero was was rarely in in fighting shape for for the latter portion of his career, especially in WWE. But he still didn't appear to be in in fighting shape. But in a tag team with Cesaro, I'm sure he could pull it off just fine. And and I think that might be something that. Um, could be attractive. Interesting, though. We're right back at a tag team again for Cesaro if, if that happens. So, um, but but a Kings of Wrestling reunion could be uh, something that would be fun. And again, you could pull off very easily in Ring of Honor. Um, and you've got companies like GCW and other places that he could work as well that, that could potentially get him something. And I do love the thought of, um, of, of Japan. If he's in Florida, too, I mean, I think Mexico could also be an option. Like Cesaro... It would probably do really well there. So there's just a lot of great options that he could have. And, and I think he could do extremely well with all of them and, and would definitely enjoy those. So let me hop over to another commercial break and then I got another topic to discuss about some logistics of WrestleMania. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com. So one of the more surprising announcements that came out recently was that, 
Well, we already knew that Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey, we assumed that Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey were going to wrestle on night one of WrestleMania because we knew that Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar would be night two of WrestleMania, and we all assumed that, that Charlotte and Ronda was that night one main event. Now we've learned that Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch are also wrestling in night one of WrestleMania, not splitting up the two women's titles like we assumed that they would have done. Um, and I don't know what to make of it because normally you get the big major, you know, and, and we're only really half last year to go off of when they split up both men's titles, both women's titles, and, and you had Intercontinental. You had the Intercontinental U.S. on the same night, I think. But, um, but it just does seem interesting to me that that's possibly the way they're going. Just just thoughts in general, and Patrick, I'll let you go first. Like, anything jump out at you about the fact that both women's titles are being defended on Saturday night at WrestleMania? I mean, I was I was surprised. I think just like you, like it, to, even it, regardless of how you think the WWE views the women's division, um, in in sense of like the way my brain works, and maybe this is kind of quote unquote my playlist. It just sort of made sense because it's sort of like this even split, you know, and. You have one women's title match on one show and one on the other. Like it's not even about where where the other one was on the card. Like sure, it's going to be you know underneath the unification, not unification match, whatever that is. Um, but I don't. You know, I also could see it being a almost. It almost feels like, and not. I'm going to say this, and you're going to say you're going to think it's a bad call. It feels like a double main event on the first night, like a, a like a Randy Savage versus Ric Flair slash Hulk Hogan versus Sid, but without the egos that split the two matches up. Um, you know, maybe the maybe the way the card is built, it does that crescendo thing that you always talk about, Greg, where it's like a build to the to the middle of that first show, and that's where Bianca and um, shit, why. Did that just, Becky? Yes. Why did Becky Lynch's name just like, wow, um, are like your sort of your midpoint apex of the show? Then you bring the crowd down a little bit to end with Charlotte and Ronda. Like, I could I I could see that working from a flow point of view. Uh, I'll be interested to see what the other matches are. They get announced for night one to see if there's a, another marquee, quote unquote marquee sort of men's match that would take some thunder away from that idea but i i don't i really don't know what to make of it because i don't think that they don't value the women those four women by any stretch of the imagination at all right um so it's just it's interesting you're right it's very interesting and and does that is there something in their back pocket for for sunday that we're just not thinking of right now in regards to the women that are that are out there that could compete Miranda, what do you think? Yeah, I think we're so used to having somewhat of a, a balance in a way, even in card placement, you know, uh, if for a single show, some space between women's matches. And also when you think about the brand split as it is now, you know, having each of the titles defended on, on different nights, I think maybe this is, you know, something 
maybe a bigger picture regarding the world championships on the men's side and you know what that that may mean for them or how those are handled um i don't i don't know but it is kind of weird it just kind of feels a little lopsided um in in a way it just really makes you think about what else they're going to have on um night two as far as women's matches um that would feel just more of a of a balanced scale um but i maybe it is just a way to also just keep the attention on the women's championships on night one so a lot of the attention can really be focused on that main event in night two i wouldn't be surprised if maybe the night two card is a little bit lighter. So that way the focus is truly on Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. I'm not, I'm not sure. It's just kind of saying it out loud right now. It's kind of strange, but I have a feeling it's going to make more sense uh, when, when we see it. And, 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 you know, the night after both WrestleMania shows, we'll be talking about it and have some more clarity as to why, it happened that way and glad they announced it that way because I think too if fans would have if we would have been kind of caught off guard by having both of those without having it be announced I think that would have been an uproar I do appreciate that they are ahead of it and announced it you know prior and they did last year last year they announced what was on night one and what was on night two 36 they didn't but there was no fans and we were just happy to have something to watch so it didn't matter but mm-hmm. 37 they did announce what was on and they didn't call it night one and night two it was just Wrestlemania Saturday and Wrestlemania Sunday and I, I don't remember if they're doing it that, that way this year or not I, I would imagine we're going to see Sasha Banks and Naomi challenge Zelina and, and Carmella on night two at this point like it just seems you know for some form of balance like you were talking about we really only have two years worth of of quote-unquote data to go off of and they did evenly split things around on on those nights it's crazy to think that Rhea Ripley and Asuka was the semi-main event of night two last year and now you know one's out with an injury and one's barely scratching anything um one other thing that's a possibility that was discussed for some fans with with the men's title situation, and maybe we could see with the women's title situation. What if? It's just a big one. What if? What if we're also unifying the women's titles, and we're doing it at WrestleMania, and they're going to do something over the next four weeks where we find out the two winners of the matches are going to wrestle each other during night two. And, and what if they so, got this? So bug it's up a their tournament ass? that we just don't know about yet. Yeah, like maybe there's something that they haven't told us yet that will be, not be set up as a tournament, but will be set up through promos and whatever, and maybe some kind of argument between Becky and, and Charlotte that'll eventually also involve, you know, Ronda and Bianca. And next thing you know, we have ourselves a Final Four situation for the women's championships, you know, to kind of go along with the men's. Because right now, if we unify the men's and we don't unify the women's, we are kind of putting ourselves in a situation where we're once again making the women's championships lesser than. And they can't do that. It's a very tough situation to tread for WWE. So I just feel like Patrick was saying earlier, I I do believe there's something we don't know about yet. Whether it's what I just said, whether it's something else, I don't know. But I, I do believe there's something else coming that will be some of the answers to these questions. I don't think it's going to be something that we know about come, you know, Raw after Mania and SmackDown after Mania, I think we'll know about it sooner than then. But I do believe that there will be some developments along the road to WrestleMania that will make that make a little bit more sense. It just, again, it's just a gut instinct thing. I just don't know what else there could be 
other than, you know, unless they feel like putting both women's matches gives them a better showcase. I don't know. I don't know. And, yeah. and it'll be interesting. They did, Patrick, when they were talking about when, when, you know, I know you didn't watch it, but during the Elimination Chamber match for the women in Saudi Arabia, they did say whoever was, whoever won the Women's Elimination Chamber match would wrestle Becky Lynch in a main event match at WrestleMania. They did call it a main event match. And so right. they could be going double main event like you're talking about and thus putting both women's titles in a main event. Again, that sparks the whole argument over main event versus going on last. And and <laughs> in WWE they're they're not the same thing sometimes. Right. And, Absolutely. I think I think the WWE at this point argue would argue that Edge and AJ is a main event. Oh yeah, absolutely. They would argue, yeah, yeah, like like they do not look at it the way fans look at the card, like that that old thinking, and that's what it is. It's old thinking again. It's 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 where we were, not where we are. And and I'll slow, you know quickly just jump over then into this topic, just because you brought it up, and it's come up a few times during this show. Edge versus AJ Styles to me is either the most important or second most important match of AJ Styles' WWE career. You know, could be second place to the Boneyard match. But other than that, it's... And while that was a, you know, eight-hour pre-tape, it was also The Undertaker's last match. And that's the only reason why I think it would hold second place. Otherwise, for everything AJ Styles has accomplished in WWE in, in, you know, six years, this could be the most important thing he's done so far right after signing a new, you know, three plus million dollar per year deal for the next few years in WWE. This is a huge deal. It's amazing how much they put behind him since he's shown up and and is, and like you, you just talked about the boneyard match. Like, I I wonder sometimes I wonder if they're like man why didn't we sign this guy sooner because they give well, him AJ has said Vince has brought that up since since he's been there he has been special no matter no matter what they do even when he is in a downswing tagging with a seven foot guy and he still makes it something worth watching they, they from the moment they had him do twenty minutes in the Royal Rumble. To, to where he is now, he, you know, he has had a special place in the WWE roster. He has worked Jericho at WrestleMania. He's worked, like you said, the undertaker, he's about to work with edge. He um, worked your favorite Shane McMahon. He worked Shane McMahon. <laughs> I loved it. Yes, absolutely. He was told, but it's still, it's special. Like that guy's special. Like I just, you, you're right. Like, and, and to think that this could be as, big or not or, or maybe even the biggest thing he's done to this point because he's not done yet that's it's amazing like i'm i'm just i'm kind of in awe of it all and in awe of him because you just wonder what like you got a lot of great stuff before he came to the wwe you wonder what he would have had had they signed him sooner yeah and maybe we don't get that if they don't if they sign him sooner. Right? Well, there's maybe a lot he, of he to do that. There's a lot of sting in AJ Styles in terms of he went there in 2016 thinking he might get to the level of the Intercontinental Championship, and and he thought of himself at lower level than most of us did. And Sting was a lot the same way. Like 
there's just just that level of confidence that what that you would think would be there, but really wasn't there. But now I don't think he feels that way. Now I believe he feels. I mean, apparently, you know, supposedly they're providing him with a bus for the road too. So he's a big star, and they're treating him like a big star. And it's funny because when he broke up with almost, everyone thought it was to push almost. And here we are, <laughs> even though AJ put him over in the end, AJ was a front runner to win the rumble. And if not for the unification situation might be wrestling for or defending the WWE championship at WrestleMania. And so here we are. It's, it's interesting, Miranda, to see that, you know, AJ Styles is got this mega match with edge. And, and like I said, could be the biggest match of his career, but also his career in general. Like Patrick was talking about, this is a milestone for AJ Styles all of a sudden at WrestleMania. Yeah, and I think it's also just the fact that we never thought we would get this match. Talking about Edge earlier a few years ago, you know, and even just this progression that we've seen and change in Edge that, you know, when stars align and things come together, um, they can come together so perfectly and i think in the timeline that patrick was talking about you know what if wwe had signed him sooner maybe we wouldn't be where we're at and maybe aj wouldn't have had the same opportunities because i think too even as much as there is a short-term memory with fans i think there's also aspects of a career where if there's a misstep sometimes you can't come back from it and and maybe aj could have been in that easily if he had come any sooner who knows but all of these pieces have come together for aj and to something that greg you always talk about is being able to write out the wwe kind of machine and the storylines just riding along with waves so even when he got maybe some somewhat silly storylines or feuds you know that weren't that great he still wrote it through and he and he sees things through to the end and the ability to do that um, is something that adds years to someone's career. And so um, this is just exciting to see two men that I don't think we ever thought we'd have in a ring, different paths of, of like different careers come into the ring together. And we both know they're absolutely fantastic wrestlers too. So not only are they telling a story within just, you know, their promos, they're going to tell a hell of a story in the ring. And that is going to be, something that that gravitates fans to and almost in a way for fans of, I think in particularly AJ Styles, they feel like this is a match that suits him and it's almost that, you know, this is the reward for us as fans, but also the reward for AJ for his persistence and also just, you know, being a part of the bigger picture in that role and always the steadfast steadfast of, of AJ Styles. I think we're done with this topic. And so I want to shift just slightly on something else that, that hit me. We always hear about the part-time part-timer, part-timer, part-timer. And I don't think WWE views it that way. I really think you're either there or you're not like, cause edge is a part-timer and he's not always there. He's taking time off. Of course he got hurt. And, and he since had, since coming back to WWE edge had a major injury and rehab and come back from it. Since returning right. to WWE after, you know, having to retire, I don't think they view Edge as a returning legend part-time or any of that. I think they just view him as part of the roster at this point. Like, that's what you get when yeah. you're there. Same with Brock. Like, I, I think they're just either you're on it or you're not. They don't treat you differently because 
When you're there, you're there. When you're not, you're not there. Because the show must go on, like we talked about earlier. The show is going to happen. They're going to work with who they have. And and it's all hands on deck, obviously, for WrestleMania. But it's all hands on deck for other things, too. And and, and it's it's just interesting. Like, I just think that the fans are always complaining about part-time, this time, that time. When you're there, you're there. When you're not, you're not. I don't think there's a difference. I really don't, right. Patrick. No, I agree with you. It's it's funny you bring this up because as you were talking about it, I was actually going through my tweets and you know, and every year for WrestleMania season, it's the same set of tweets. And I, you know who I blame? You're, you're gonna lose. I blame one of my least favorite wrestlers. I call him by his real name, and you get all pissed when Phil? I do it. But it's Phil. Phil made so much noise, whining and bitching about quote-unquote part-timers taking a spot away from somebody in WrestleMania and like like these people were taking dollars out of other folks' pocket. And for a guy who I'm pretty sure knows wrestling, to act like Liberace and Andy Warhol and Mr. Fucking T, who actually did wrestle, didn't take up time uh, on on at WrestleMania one that could have gone to I don't know maybe SD Jones could have gotten forty five seconds instead of thirty against Bundy I'm not sure like it's like that's what WrestleMania has always been and now the celebrities are people who can actually do something more often than not Bad Bunny has shown that he can do something you know Logan Paul. Maybe a little less. But we haven't seen it yet. Something. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. But, but he could do something. He's, an, he, he's you know, fought you athletes want, in a boxing ring. Right. And, and so if you want to go after you know a part-timer like Brock Lesnar, go for it. He could kick your ass. If you want to go after Edge, like I think that's silly. If you want to go after any number of the celebrities that they bring in, who now are act, Johnny Knoxville, who's going to be an active participant in WrestleMania – like, and I'm not saying Johnny Knoxville for, can work. Don't get me wrong, but that's where the eyeballs are going to be. And guess what? Sami Zayn is probably happy, pleased as punch because of all the opportunities he's gotten since that program with Johnny Knoxville has started. So, whatever. Like, no, they're not. They're not part timers. To get back to your original point, they're members of the roster, and and they're they're headliners, and they really are superstars. Like. They don't call them wrestlers. They call them superstars because they are superstars. Because I'm sorry, if Brock Lesnar and Adam Cole walk into a bar, guess who's getting the crowd? Admit it, Greg. Say it. I don't want to. I know you don't want to, so you're going to play the gift. You're going to play the so you feel better. But we know the answer. It's the airport argument. Yeah. Like, that's what it is. So... It's spectacle. We've said it's a spectacle on the on this podcast more than once, and those guys are the spectacle. It's Stop true. Phil Brooks. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Miranda, I know you stepped away for a brief second there, but really, we were talking about the part time versus full time argument and how I don't know that that's a thing in WWE. Either you're there, or you're not. I, I mean, I feel like at one point there was when you look at Brock Lesnar, especially over what the past five years. I think by definition, even a Goldberg, you can consider a part-timer. 
But I don't feel like right now towards this WrestleMania in particular, we have part-timers. I think there's a difference between a part-timer and a special attraction. So I think when you look at the celebrity guests um, and those that are coming in specifically for WrestleMania, that's a special attraction. And that is different than, quote-unquote, a part-timer. But I do think at one point that did exist. Uh, but this year, no, I, there isn't because one, Brock Lesnar has been a lot more active and has started, you know, been involved in story leading to WrestleMania. And then to the point of the celebrities uh, like Johnny Knoxville, like Logan Paul, uh, you know, you have their their special attractions. They are specifically being built towards something at WrestleMania as a special attraction person that is meant to bring in maybe a different type of fan base. So I think by definition, if you want to sort these people out, yes. But right now in this current form, there really, there isn't any part-timers. There's, you know, um, Edge, even if though he's, he's been coming in and out, I know some of it's injury related. It's not a part-timer. Um, you know, though, those there's, there's, trying to even recollect and think about it. There's people, of course, coming in and out of the scene right now, but no part-timers. And I think there's, again, it's how you define it, but I do think there's always going to be a fan base that looks at Brock Lesnar. Even if he was to show up every single week now, there's always going to be a population that looks at him as a part-timer because of just how a big chunk of his career uh, and maybe not years wise, but popularity wise was when he was a part-timer. And I think some, you know, sometimes you just cannot get that mindset out of your head. Oh yeah. No, you're, you're exactly right. Um, it's funny cause WWE really has one part. As far as I know, contractually they have one part-timer and believe it or not, it's Randy Orton. His, <laughs> his contract is limited to 80 dates a year. And and I don't believe anybody else has that. And here's the thing, because they're, they're really doing house shows and, and you're only on one brand over the other, I don't think anybody's working 80 dates a year right now anyway. So you got 52 dates for, for Raw or SmackDown, you know, give or take, if you were taped. And then you've got the international tour. So maybe with all that, you do get up to there. But yeah, it's it's everybody's got limited dates now. That's just kind of the way it is. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul. And I serve as the advocate for the reigning, defending, undisputed, universal champion, Brock Lesnar. Interesting. He, he he only does that like his. He completely changed his shtick for Roman Reigns. And it's funny when I do the complaining about Cesaro, I envision him be, treating Cesaro just like Brock Lesnar, and that never would have happened. They just never, they were never going to do that for anybody other than Brock Lesnar because it's Brock Lesnar and that's the way it should be. So we have surpassed the hour mark without really having a whole lot of stuff planned and did so in a way that doesn't seem like we didn't have a whole lot of stuff planned. So hell of a show. Good to be back. Thank you all for listening, being a part of the Chairshot Radio Network. Thank you to the wrestling realist, Patrick O'Dowd, at Wrestling Realist. That's W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G. R-E-A-L-I-S-T. There's no I in wrestling, but there is one in Realist, and there is one in Patrick for the Wrestling Realist, Patrick O'Dowd, and this Queen of Soft Style, Miranda Morales, at the hashtag Miranda on Facebook, on Instagram, but not on Twitter, because she's also the Twitterless heroine. 
You can follow me at ChairShot. Greg, you can follow the website at ChairShot Media. That is for thechairshot.com, where we encourage you to always use your head. I don't even know where the, the, the ChairShot.com soundbite is. Like, I literally haven't played it the whole show, and, and I can't even. I, it's funny. I know where it is on your show. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. You see, Miranda's soundboard is, is smaller than, than our soundboard, so it's easier to find stuff like this. Wild card, bitches! Yeah! And this. Enough is enough! I have had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane! Everybody strap in! I'm about to open some fucking windows. War games! Of war games! War games! So yeah, we're wrapping things up, but again, good to be back. Good to have everybody back with us. Appreciate you guys listening, leading the chair shot radio network to have its biggest month ever in the month of February, 2022, which has absolutely nothing to do with me. So I'm excited about that. That's what happens when you surround yourself with good people. Anything you guys have for anybody else before we get the hell out of here. Listen to Bandwagon Nerds. We're doing the Ought Project. Top movies of the first decade of the 2000s. This week we covered family films. Greg voted in our poll, I'm assuming. I did, I did and I retweeted it. Shrek is running away with That's it. That's what right I voted people. for. I'm, I'm like up against Wally and the Incredibles and second half. No, there's no comparison. I'm sorry. There's no comparison. The Wally and the Shrek. I, I'm surprised. I thought Wally would get more love. But anyway, give us a listen. Wasn't Wally only in there because of rants? Yeah, he would have done if he would have done his list, it would have been Wally, and we only had three because Dave and I both picked Shrek. So okay. but we've done four categories so far. We're on the back stretch. Um, give us a listen. They're a lot of fun. Yes, definitely do. Lots of good stuff. And uh we're getting ready to record. The hashtag Miranda show. Miranda, you were going to say something. You you had your hand up. Your mouth is open. You're oh, ready to talk. Yes. No, I was going to say on this week's hashtag Miranda show, we are going to be uh, discussing the events, reviewing IZW Monster. Impact Zone Wrestling Monster was held this past Saturday at Sun Studios in Tempe. And we're going to be going through all of the matches, all of the highlights, talking uh, about what's next for IZW uh, and supporting your local independent wrestling promotion. So uh, stay tuned. I have something to say during your show that I thought about earlier today that you are going to be surprised by and that anybody listening is going to be surprised by. It's going Ooh. to be very, very me, but also very not me all at the same time. That's all I'm going to say. How's that for saying a lot of stuff and saying nothing all at the same time? Yep. That's what I did Spoiler, right there. Spoiler, man. Yes. Now now you must watch or listen to the Spoken like show. a true promoter. Yep. I don't know if you know Everything this, but I am one. I've heard you're a promoter. I'm at the height of promoter right now because I just had another – it should have been a sold-out show, but I kept letting people in. It was standing room only, setting up more chairs, that sort of thing, and, and now I'm promoting two at the same time. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a fun – it's a fun job. So cool. Well, we appreciate you guys listening again. Share it with your friends. Listen to bandwagoners. Listen to the hashtag Miranda show. Listen to all the amazing shows that we have here on the chair shot radio network. Read all the amazing articles that we have and otherwise just be a fantastic person. 
TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. This is my yard now. Acknowledge me. Aw, put in. Nice try, though.